Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, happy hump day, everybody. The Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast is here. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Great to be with you. Lots to talk about as the trade deadline inches ever closer. The Islanders play tonight in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche. We will have a full preview as they try to at least salvage some points on the last game of this four-game Western Conference road trip. We also take a look back at this date in Islanders history, and we have our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Sound Tigers and a lot more to discuss. But look, first of all, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com and leave your name and where you're from and we'll be happy to mention you on the air as we discuss your topic. Uh, also, please follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles or follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest happenings in and around the New York Islanders. All right. This team has scored exactly one goal in the last three games, and, you know, we talked yesterday about the decision to waive Cole Bardro, and he clears waivers. So the Islanders right now have one empty roster spot. Clearly, Lou Lamarillo is making room for something here. And you have to expect that a move is coming down the pike for the New York Islanders. And realistically, it has to come. Because this Islanders team right now is 23rd in the league in goals scored, 22nd in the league in power play. No Islanders player has a point a game. This team has played 58 games. They have one player over the 20 goal mark. That's Brock Nelson with 21. And no player has more than 48 points in 58 games. Essentially, statistically, what we're looking at with this hockey team right now is it has two second lines as far as production goes and two fourth lines. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, Anders Lee, 17 goals in 58 games, having a bad season goal scoring wise for him. It's below his expectations. Matthew Barzal, 48 points in 58 games. 
Nelson, 45 points in 58 games. And then, you know, Bavillier and Bailey with 37 points each. Eberle, 30 points in 48 games. And then the only other players with double-digit goals, Derek Broussard and Casey Sezikis, each with 10. But, of course, Sezikis not in the lineup right now. So, you know, the Islanders don't really have any players producing. A first-line player should be at or near a point a game in the modern NHL. The Islanders don't have anybody who fits that description. Yeah, could Anders Lee on a good season or Matthew Barzal with good teammates be considered top-line players? Perhaps. But realistically, this team has, statistically speaking, two second lines and two fourth lines. And they at least need to get a third line going. Uh, A third line that can consistently put some points up on the board. You're looking at Kiefer Bellows. He had three points in his first three games, now has the same three points in six games. Yeah, he's a plus three. And yes, he should continue to gain confidence and see more, you know, games played, depending on what this trade that is coming down the pike is going to be. But at the end of the day, Barry Trotz has a history of not, fully trusting younger players, rookie players. We've seen it so many times right now with guys like Noah Dobson, Oliver Wallstrom, Otto Koivula, uh, players who, you know, don't have a lot of experience. They're not going to play as much. And when they do play in games, they are going to see you know, limited action. What did Bellows play? A little more than eight minutes in the last game. And the problem right now, and if you go back to the box score of the game against the Arizona uh, Coyotes, you look at the minutes and, you know, the same problem that this team had with defense before the acquisition of Andy Green is going to affect them on the forward line as long as they continue to struggle to put the puck in the net. And here's the thing. You know, you look at the minutes played, and we talked about this with regard to the defensemen. When the coaching staff doesn't trust a guy like Noah Dobson to play more than 12, 15 minutes a game, the other five defensemen get tired because they have to take extra shifts The line combinations, or in this case, the defense pairings, don't stay the same uh, because they're juggling, trying to cover, and essentially using five and a half defensemen rather than a full complement of six. And it takes a toll on a team, especially later in the game. Look at the minutes played by the top line in the 2-1 loss against Arizona. Matthew Barzal leads all players in ice time with 24 minutes, 35 seconds. Jordan Eberle, 24 minutes, one second of action. Anders Lee, 22-59. You compare this with some of the forwards at the bottom of the time list. Matt Martin, 10-29. Kiefer Bellows, 8 minutes, 11 seconds. Ross Johnston, 6 minutes, 13 seconds. But again, what you're doing by playing... Lee, Barzal, and Eberly for 20-plus minutes a game, and Brock Nelson for 1936, 
You're tiring out your top forwards. They're playing more than you'd like them to play. And as a result, they're less effective, especially in a situation where the team has scored one goal in the last three games. Everybody's pressing. Everybody is eager and, you know, a little bit desperate to get goals, and they're not getting them. They have to add at least one more forward who can put the puck in the net consistently and create a third line for this hockey team. The trade deadline is just five days away. The clock is ticking. Let's see what Lou Lamorello is going to do. All right, we're going to step aside. We still have this date in Islanders history, our farm report, and uh, a preview of tonight's game against the Avalanche in Denver. Lots more to come here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, it's time for our weekly farm report when we discuss all things Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And with the holiday weekend this past week, Monday being President's Day, Three game, uh, games in four days for the Sound Tigers. They started off Friday with a 3-2 overtime loss to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Travis St. Denis and Simon Holmstrom with the goals for the Sound Tigers. Christopher Gibson, 40 saves in the losing cause for Bridgeport. But the Sound Tigers did extend their point streak to three games at 2-0-1, and and that is always an encouraging sign. Saturday, they came home and played the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and Bridgeport skates to a 3-2 win. Simon Holmstrom with two goals in that game. That gave him four goals in his last four games. Oliver Wallstrom also scoring Jared Corot, 34 saves. He has now won five of his last six decisions. And the Sound Tigers, as a team, have now, at that point, gone 3-0-1 in their last four. Sound Tigers took Sunday off, but on Monday, the holiday matinee, it was a 3-2 loss in Providence against the Providence Bruins. Otto Koivula and Colin McDonald, the goal scorers. Christopher Gibson, 29 saves in this one. So a 1-1-1 weekend for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And look, that's not bad in some ways, but when you're already low in the standings, you certainly want a little bit more than a break-even kind of a weekend. All right, busy schedule right now. For the Sound Tigers, they play tonight, Wednesday night, a rare weekday night game on a non-holiday, a three-game homestand this weekend. So come on out to Bridgeport and see the future Islanders playing today. It's a a 7 o'clock start on Wednesday night, tonight, against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Then Saturday, February 22nd, the Sound Tigers host the Hershey Bears at 7 o'clock. And then Sunday, February 23rd, a 3 o'clock Eastern time start against the Hartford Wolf Pack. So the Rangers Farm Club and the Islanders Farm Club facing off in Bridgeport Sunday afternoon. That is always an exciting game to see. So right now, Bridgeport trying very hard to rally itself. They remain in eighth place in the Atlantic Division of the AHL. They are 19-28-6, 
44 points in 53 games. They are still seven points behind the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the race to get to seventh place. And and just, you know, hey, how about just getting out of the basement? That's uh, more or less what you would like to see at this point from this team. And uh, hopefully it's something that they will be able to get done. And look, Bridgeport, they are facing a situation where their top goal scorer, Kiefer Bellows, already up with the Islanders. Uh, Cole Bardrow was up with the Islanders, now headed back down to Bridgeport. But, you know, when the team is doing, uh, you know, when there are injuries with the big club and the team is struggling, it gets even harder for the Sound Tigers to put together their top players on the ice because the Islanders call some of them up, some of them are injured, and at the end of the day, uh, it it gets tougher for the Sound Tigers to be competitive when they are constantly facing, uh, you know, other teams without their best players. Kiefer Bellows remains the leading scorer, 16 goals, 24 points, followed by Sebastian Ajo, who has also been up with the Islanders. Matt Laredo next with 21 points in 47 games. Koivala, 20 points in 35 games. Travis St. Denis, 8 goals, 20 points in 50 games. And Parker Wotherspoon has 20 points in 52 games from the blue line. So, Those are the lineups. Andrew Ladd, 11 goals right now, but only three assists in 34 games with Bridgeport. So he's up for the Cy Young Award as far as the uh, Sound Tigers are concerned. Meanwhile, you know, Bridgeport still looking to bounce back, and hopefully they'll be able to do that uh, down the stretch. And, And again, don't worry too much about the record of your farm team. The important thing with your farm team, yeah, you want to win, but you want to develop players. And right now, the Islanders, I would say, if you're scouting the New York Islanders, uh, they realistically do not have a lot of ready talent to come up at the AHL level. And we talked about how that's affecting the trade deadline. Most of what the Islanders have, and if you haven't listened, by the way, to our Eastern Conference trade deadline special, uh, you can check that out on the Locked On NHL podcast. It aired Tuesday of this week, but it is still very fresh and up to date. So please check that out. Uh, And I'm on that podcast as well as other Locked On NHL hosts from around the Eastern Conference as we break down who's available, who's buying, who's selling, and who wants to pick up what. So, look, the Islanders don't have a lot of big-time prospects right now at Bridgeport. Uh, And as a result, they're going to be trading either draft picks or players with expiring contracts. And they don't have a lot of those that they're willing to deal either Remember, if you're a buyer, you want to add to the talent on your team. So anyone you get rid of, you don't want them to be a player who's a big part of your lineup. 
uh, especially for a rental player, which it's possible the Islanders will be getting. Now, there are some rumors out there that Lou Lamorello was looking to add a more permanent addition, someone who is not necessarily a rental player to the Islanders lineup. But stay with us. We will keep you updated via Twitter and via podcast as to all the latest trades. We'll analyze it, break it down. Andy Green in his first game, a good addition, but I still think giving up that second round pick was a little steep for a 37-year-old rental player. All right. We are going to take a brief break. When we come back, we will have this date in Islanders history and preview tonight's game against the Avalanche. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to February 19th, 2011. 13,119 fans on hand at the Nassau Coliseum to see the Islanders take on the LA Kings. Jonathan Quick, the starting goalie for the Kings, while Al Montoya, Il Cubano, in between the pipes for the Islanders. And this game, the Islanders break out on top with Kyle Oposo in the penalty box for hooking. Franz Nielsen gets a shorthanded goal at 5-0-1, his seventh, assisted by Michael Grabner, and the Islanders took a 1-0 lead. Uh early in this game. Later on in the period, a fight between Kyle Clifford of the Kings and center Zenon Kanapka of the Islanders, and Kanapka got the better of that battle, those fights coming at 13-16. In the second period, the Islanders add to their lead Matt Molson, his 22nd from John Tavares and P.A. Parento as the Islanders' top line strikes at 654. And then in the third period, once again, Molson, his 23rd, second of the game from Parento and Tavares, time of the goal, 13:40, and the Islanders had a 3-0 lead. That was all she wrote. Al Montoya, fantastic game, 35 saves. The Islanders outshot 35-23, but they still managed the win. Parento with a pair of helpers, Tavares with a pair of helpers, but Matt Molson, the star, with two goals. Michael Grabner leading all Islanders players with five shots on net, but the top star in this one, Al Montoya, the former top draft pick of the Rangers, who served the Islanders well back in 2010-2011. He earns the shutout on this date in Islanders history, Islanders 3, LA Kings nothing, February 19th, 2011. All right, tonight the Islanders and the Colorado Avalanche in Denver, a 10 o'clock Eastern time start as the Isles close out this road trip. And this is a big game for both teams. The Avalanche right now in third place in the Central Division, but one point Out of first, St. Louis and Dallas tied with 74 points for first place. But the Avalanche are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. And that includes goaltender Philip Grubauer, their starting goalie. They have lost three games in a row, including a 4-3 loss on Monday to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've lost three straight at home, probably 
uh, to a large extent due to the injuries that they are suffering. And again, no Grubauer to speak of right now, and that's their top goalie. The Islanders beat the Avalanche one to nothing in the only previous meeting between these two teams. So this is the second and final meeting. Nathan McKinnon, by far the leading scorer on the Avs, 33 goals, 82 points in 58 games. No other Avs player has more than 44 points. Other top scorers, Andre Burakovsky, he has 19 goals and 44 points. Miko Rantanen, 19 goals, 41 points. And Kale Makar, 12 goals, 43 points. Those are the players up top. Overall, right now, the Avalanche statistically are a darn good team. They are third in the league in goals scored, seventh in the league in goals against. Where they struggle, however, is special teams, both the power play with 19.4% success, and the penalty kill with 79% success, ranked 19th in the NHL, which puts them a little bit below the middle of the pack. We talked about some injuries. We mentioned Philip Grubauer. They are also without Colin Wilson. He's on the injured reserve. Nazem Kadri has been out of the lineup. Matt Calvert out of the lineup, and Miko Rantanen has been out so a lot of injuries right now hampering the Avalanche during this three-game losing streak. In their last game, McKinnon centered Gabriel Landeskog and Andre Burakovsky. That's the top trio. The second line, JT Comfer, is the center. Matt Nieto, the ex-San Jose Shark, and Eunice Donskoy are the wingers on the second line. Pierre-Edward Bellemare is the third-line center with Tyson Jost and Valerie Nechuskin on his wings. And T.J. Tynan centers the fourth line with Mark Barbario and Vladislav Kamenev flanking him. On defense right now, Ryan Graves and Kale Makar are the top pairing, followed by Samuel Girard and Eric Johnson, while the third duo, Ian Cole, and Nikita Zadarov, the goaltenders right now. Pavel Frankuz is the starter. Hunter Miska is the backup. And Frankuz, over the course of the season right now, 20 starts, 23 appearances, 13-5-3, a 2-5-1 goals against, and a 9-22 save percentage. So you see the numbers there. And uh, the Avalanche, you know, he has better numbers overall than Grubauer, slightly, not by much, but, you know, better save percentage, better goals against average. But now, will Francouz be able to play well uh, when he is the guy getting the bulk of the action? As for the Islanders, and we've talked about this before, there is no margin for error for this team right now. You look at the standings, and the Islanders, 72 points, puts them tied for third place in the Metropolitan Division. Washington has 79 points, but the Islanders have one game in hand, seven points back. Pittsburgh, 78 points. Pittsburgh has a game in hand on the Islanders. They're six points ahead. 
Columbus tied with the Islanders with 72 points, but the Islanders have played two fewer games. Philadelphia, one point behind the Islanders. The Islanders have played one fewer game. And Carolina, two points behind the Islanders. Both teams have played 58 games. So, you know, we talked before this road trip about the importance of doing well. They need to salvage this road trip and at least get two points here. They may be catching a very talented Colorado Avalanche club at the right time. And the Islanders need to take full advantage of it. We will come back tomorrow with a full review of this game for the New York Islanders. We will also discuss the latest news and rumors going around concerning the trade deadline and what the Islanders will or will not be doing. And of course, we'll have this Dayton Islanders history and a whole lot more. That's going to do it for us here. I want to thank you for joining us for the Locked On Islanders podcast. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.